every celebrity, their thought on Thursday and Friday would be, how do we skip the day? Beckham just flipped that on his head. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'd like to say that Tom English, uh, football writer, uh, joins us on the line. Morning, Tom. You doing? Good. I'm just reading a few of the back pages this morning about John McGinn and he's given it all the brave heart stuff about the uh, defeat to Ireland earlier in the year and you know how they need to set that right. It looks like it's just a matter of how many they're going to beat Ireland by, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, well, they weren't uh, very brave of heart uh, against Ireland in Dublin. Uh, it was a lamentable performance. I think what he was talking about there was that uh, that really affected this uh, this Scotland team. Um, they knew they were they were taken to the cleaners by Ireland, and it was embarrassing for them. So I don't think um, I don't think anyone is thinking. Although the result against Ukraine the other night was really good, and the performance was excellent. I don't think anyone has taken this for granted at all. No. They've already been burnt very badly in Dublin, so I don't think I don't think they're going into this one lightly. I can yeah. guarantee you that they're on a, a similar-ish kind of trajectory of building themselves up almost on ourselves, and maybe no different either. Almost in England, in some ways, the the sense of the jeopardy of these international windows uh, in terms of the manager's position, um, and you know, post that Ireland loss, post post the Ukraine loss, there seemed to be a bit of pressure building on Steve Clark and whether he was up to the job. Uh, or not, but Wednesday night has really, um, or has Wednesday night changed the the mood of a nation? Uh, it has, yeah. Like the mood go- before the Ukraine game and before the Ireland game in in the summer was very, very good. Scotland were on a really good run. Uh, then they hit a major bump in the road. They threw in that performance against Ireland that no one saw coming. And it kind of shocked everybody that they were that bad. Everyone thought that Scotland had moved beyond that. But certainly Wednesday night has restored a bit of faith. Uh, it was really excellent. It was an excellent performance. It was 3-0 going on 5 or 6. Admittedly against Ukraine, who were missing Zinchenko through injury, missing a couple of others. But it was still a good Ukraine side. And uh, Scotland wiped the floor with them. Uh, and everyone was very surprised at that too. But you look, I mean, you look at the Scotland team. On paper, they are a good team. Mm. Um, the te- 10 of the 16 players who played against Ukraine play in the Premier League. Another one played in, plays in Syria. Another one is a Celtic captain. And another one is Scotland's player of the year last year. So it is a good group of players. Everyone in Scotland is, is kind of anticipating that there's something very, very good coming down the track for this group of players because they're still average age. The other night was 26. But they've got to prove it. They've got to bang out consistent performances. They were doing that before June. Then they had those two horrible losses. And certainly they look to have put the wheels back on the bike on Wednesday night. You wrote after the Ukraine game that it was great to see Scott McTominay in midfield and how important that was and that you hoped he was going to stick. Do you think Steve Clark will stick with him there? Or and It was clearly successful for them. Yeah, I hope to God he does, Kathleen. I mean, you know, everyone everyone in Scotland just, just kind of winces when McTominay... Clark likes to play a back three. Uh, he played a back four the other night through... Necessity, he didn't have that many centre-halves, a lot of injuries. Um, everyone wants Scott McTominay to play in his natural position, which is the centre midfield. He was exceptional the other night, absolutely bossed the show. But when Clark moves him back as a right centre-half of a three, he's, he's, he's got his weakness there. And Ireland ruthlessly exposed his weakness there in Dublin. I think he will play. 
uh, in the midfield from now on. I hope he does. Maybe it's hope over expectation. But I think I hope he does play there. He's Scotland are a much better side when he plays there. Um, and I would imagine that he will be there uh, tomorrow night. I was uh, making the point earlier on that it's interesting that uh, Casimiro's arrival at United is going to end up with Stephen Kenny getting the getting the sack, which is uh, an unlikely an unlikely turn of events. <laughs> well, he's keeping he's keeping Casemiro out of the Man United yeah. team, McTominay, and he's had dogs abuse. You know, as one of their own, he's probably top of the queue when it comes to abuse being dished out by the Man United fans. But he soaks it up. Um, he's like a human sponge for information, as that's what they say, and he also seems to be a human sponge for punishment because. He's had he's had terrible stick throughout his time at Man United, more or less, on and off. But he's on a, he's in a terrific run of form at the moment. Yeah, and like when you look at the, uh, I mean, maybe there's uh, clunky comparisons with John McGinn in some in some regards as well, because he obviously plays really well the other night. Uh, he scores, and it certainly uh, made me rush to think why you know um, why this level of performance isn't uh, isn't continuing at club level and and maybe more question marks I don't know is he being is, is the view that he's being held back by Steven Gerrard that actually the John McGinn that everybody sees playing for Scotland is a better is the best version of him and um, that that's ultimately down to Gerrard or what's the view on McGinn no look the view on McGinn is that he's he's eulogised by the fans at every opportunity even before a ball was kicked on Wednesday night they were singing the Super John McGinn mm. song um, like McGinn is a is a he's a curi- curious player. He puts in performances that are make you think, "Gosh, this guy should be playing at higher up the league than Aston Villa." And then he puts in other performances. You think, "Oh no, Aston Villa is actually his level, and maybe even beyond his level." Mm. Against Ireland, he was awful. He was awful. Gave the ball away constantly. Um, and was a major problem for Scotland. But the other night, certainly since after when he got the goal and beyond, he looked brilliant. He looked like a he looked like a, a Champions League player. So he, he kinda I still don't know what to make of John McGinn. He's, he gets these goals, he's he's a terrific goal scoring record for Scotland. He is the talisman on so many occasions. But his performance level is it's it's not as consistent as it should be. What do you think Scotland are going to see as the problematic areas for them in the game against Ireland? Like, where, where are the bits that Ireland can look to target to get a result on Saturday? Because I'm not all that confident that Ireland are going to get a result. I think Scotland are going to <laughs> manage yeah, to well, do it. You probably would have said that in June as well. Uh, I, I certainly said that in June. I thought Scotland would win. And how wrong I was. Um, like I, I think the mindset is a big thing with Scotland. Um, if you look at that performance in June in Dublin, uh, they were so passive. And Ireland had a kind of rage for victory that blew Scotland away. Ireland's backs to the wall and they delivered a very, very big performance. It was similar to that for Scotland against Ukraine. Their backs to the wall uh, and they produced a big performance. I think, I think if it's, it will only know the point of weakness in the Scotland team once we see the team. If he puts McTominay back into the defence, which I hope he doesn't, from a Scotland perspective, probably hope he does for an Ireland perspective, then that's a point of weakness, for sure. If Tierney is not playing, there's talk that he might be rested because they need him to play against Ukraine next Tuesday. Scotland without Tierney is not the, is not the best version of itself. He is the best player. Tierney is Scotland's best player by, by a distance, actually. And he just does something 
to the rest of these players when he's in the side. So if Tierney is rested, that's an area that's got, uh, that Ireland can exploit. But with Scotland, as ever, it's all in the head. It's all in the head. They've produced, under Steve Clark, they've produced brilliant performances and they've produced horrendous performances. And we know that they have the talent to produce good performances, but have they got the mindset to be that ruthlessly consistent from here on in? We thought they had up until June, then they got they got hammered by Ukraine, hammered by Ireland, and everyone's going, hang on, this team is not where we thought it was. So I think a lot of it for Scotland is in, is in mindset, it's in attitude, it's in edge. And they didn't have it in Dublin, but they did have it on Wednesday night. Mm. And like it is, it is hard at that level to implement your plans. If you're Steve Clark, if you're Stephen Kenny, that the windows of opportunity to work with your team are obviously uh, tight. And Steve Clark was talking about the a lot of the what did he call it? Was it uh, boring work that they had done after the couple yeah. of losses in the summer and ahead of the Ukraine game? So was that the what, that boring work? Was it seemed to be like lecture room stuff or whatever away from the training pitch, set piece stuff, Tom? Or what's your understanding about what what that was all about? I think I think it was about shape. I think it was about shape of the team. Uh, literally walking through on the training ground the shape and it's not rock and roll but it has to be done mm. and I think the shape of the side was very very good against against Ukraine um, also set piece stuff I mean they get Austin McPhee is their set piece coach um, he's on the coaching ticket with Steven Gerrard at, at Aston Villa uh, he'll be delighted with two goals from, from two corners uh, so I think stuff like that but I think primarily shape because against Ireland they're shaped but they didn't have a shape <laughs> it was, I don't know what they were working on that week but uh, but they had no shape they were all over the place with massive gaps and Ireland were obviously terrific on the day um, the, the, obviously the, the, you mentioned about the set piece goals Ryan Fraser and Linda Dykes off the bench uh, Fraser two assists Dykes two goals like a master stroke obviously from the management team you take all the kudos for that afterwards Are they have they now played themselves into the mix for a start against Ireland or um, are they back on the bench uh, I think it's like it's a good question, and, and the honest answer is we don't know. Um, like you, the Ukraine game, Scotland can afford to to lose this game tomorrow, but if and if they beat Ukraine, then they top the group. Um, so it's it's difficult to know what Clark is going to do. He gives nothing away. Uh, he's he's kind of heroically kind of deadpan and stoic when it comes to this stuff. Seems like a war with journalists that, to get a line out of him, and he never gives a line. Mm. Um, but Hick- I think Hickey, because because Nathan Patterson is injured, the Hickey starts at right back. Um, I think Fraser could well start just to shake it up a bit. Um, he is he's he's rift with with Clark as as healed, obviously, um, and he comes off the bench. I think he was nervous coming off the bench. He thought he might be booed by the Scotland fans. He wasn't, and then he gets his two assists, and now he's a hero. Dykes' goal scoring record. Dykes is a very limited player. Shea Adams is a, by far and away a better footballer, but Dyke's goal scoring record for Scotland is really good, mm. relatively speaking. Um, he's only three goals short of the great Joe Jordan's total, you know. So uh, he might he might well start. I think I think we're talking maybe three changes, something like that. But Clark, so trying to second guess Clark is a mugs game. I'm interested in what you said there because you said like 
obviously Scotland can afford to lose the game, but and they're thinking about maybe resting Tierney so that he'll be able to play in the next game. But also that mentality is incredibly important for Scotland. Surely it's important to make sure that he plays and make sure that you keep that. I suppose keep the good faith running and keep the the game running. Oh, I hope he does. From Scotland's perspective, again, um, um, I think it's a high risk if he does if he does rest Tierney. I think it's a high risk because. Yeah, I'm saying, look, Scotland can afford to, to lose the game as long as they beat Ukraine in Ukraine, in Poland. That's a that's a big ask. Um, uh, my hunch is that he there's there is a lot of chat that he might rest Tierney. My hunch is that he won't. He certainly shouldn't, in my opinion, because, as I said earlier, Ireland or uh, Scotland are a, are a different team when he's there. I mean, you know, he's, he's played left centre back for Scotland. He's played left fullback for Scotland. He's played left wing back for Scotland. Um, he could play left side of a three up front for Scotland. He's about four players in one Tierney. Plus he's a brilliant personality. Um, he is essential to Scotland. All the best, most of Scotland's best results over the last number of years are with Tier- Tierney in the team. So to take him out would be a, would be a big gamble. You uh, predicted a Scotland win in the summertime, so I'll invite you to do something similar there if you can uh, sign <laughs> off with <laughs> no problem. Two, two nil to Scotland, yeah. Ah, oh, very comfortable Scotland victory. <laughs> being, being the worst tipster known to man and womankind, and going for Scotland victory. Are you actually thinking? Yeah, I, look, I think if Scotland, we can't see inside these guys' heads, right? Um, <clears throat> but. I think if Scotland's attitude is right, it's a home crowd, it's going to be a sellout. Uh, it was very noisy at Hampden on Wednesday. If, if their heads are right, I think Scotland win this game. I said that last June as well. Their heads weren't right. And Ireland were way better than I thought they were going to be, actually. Hmm. But I think if, yeah, I think if Scotland's got, if Scotland go into the game with their ready for a battle and they weren't ready for a battle against Ireland in June. They were absolutely not ready for what Ireland brought to the table. If they are ready tomorrow night, I think, I think Scotland should win this game. All right. Well, if you listen to John McGinn, they, they certainly are a pleasure. <laughs> Tom, thanks a million. Tom English. No problem. BBC. Cheers. Thanks a million. Enjoy the game of the weekend. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.